Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading Morning Star from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with number 62, chapter 6, part 5, pages 136 and 137. Our own will, as was already said, is the cause of all anxiety, indecision, and various forms of evil. St. Bernard wrote, Let our own will cease, and there will be no hell. For what causes this hellish fire to rage? Surely it's our own will. That's from his third sermon on the resurrection. He wanted to show in this way that all evil and retribution are the result of indulging our own will. Obedience does so much good that it uproots our own will and submits it by way of self-renunciation to the superior's will and in his person to the will of God. Obedience means so much that in God's eyes it makes an obedient man equal to a martyr for the faith, as St. Thomas Kempis affirms. Everyone who is obedient to God is like a soldier of Christ because he fights against himself and with the sword of God's love. He conquers the desires of his will. That is why such people, together with the holy martyrs, will receive the crown of everlasting glory, for they bravely fought against themselves and won. That's from his second sermon. In addition to the everlasting reward, an obedient man is rewarded during his earthly pilgrimage with so clear a conscience that he might feel at times as if he were in paradise, simply because he uprooted the seed of confusion, which is his own will. The Lord's promise, recorded in the Holy Scriptures, is fulfilled in him. But he who listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of evil. That's from Proverbs, first chapter, verse 33. Since all devout people discovered the many benefits coming from obedience and held this virtue in such a great reverence that the time for showing obedience to elders, which was their obligation by the natural law and the law of God, was not enough for them. Therefore they vowed obedience to their spiritual directors, confessors, and priests as well, not only in religious communities, which still practice it, but also outside of them. The faithful chose spiritual directors to whom they surrendered themselves in all matters concerning the salvation of their soul. They put this obedience above all other practices and spiritual exercises to which they were prompted by their own will. For this reason, they would frequently interrupt seemingly important tasks to fulfill the commands of their spiritual directors. Cassian writes about the religious in the past whose holiness is still recalled today because they placed the virtue of obedience not only above work, but also above prayer, quiet, and solitude, doing likewise even when not required by any law. They were ready to bear all sorts of injuries just to avoid transgressing against the virtue of obedience. That is why, upon hearing a knock at the door, which was a call to prayer or work, 
they immediately left their cells. For instance, if someone would be busy copying a manu manuscript and would hear the call, he would leave his work without finishing the letter he had just started so that he would ru could run out of his cell at the moment when he heard the voice. He preferred to let the noble task of copying a man manuscript suffer than the virtue of obedience. That's from his book 4, chapter 12. What Cassian recommends for the religious, lay people should also practice, because they must show the same kind of obedience to their superiors and people with authority. For whoever respects in the name of God the authority of the superior, whether he is a clergyman or a layperson, shows obedience to Christ himself. If he performs in a perfect manner his superior's command, he will gain the same merit and receive the same reward as if he were obedient to God himself. It is also possible that the merit and reward will be greater, because to obey another man one must humble himself more by giving up his own will and surrender himself more perfectly to God's decree. As he concludes this chapter on the virtue of obedience, Venerable Casimir cautions us that doing our own will and disregarding God's will causes our anxiety, our indecisiveness, and other forms of evil. He quotes St. Bernard, Let our own will cease, and there will be no hell. St. Faustina once wrote, My will on a blank piece of paper in her diary, then she crossed out the whole page. On the next page, she wrote, From now on, my own will does not exist. I only want to do God's will. Obedience is the remedy to our selfishness and our self-centeredness. It uproots our own will. Doing the will of another, especially God's will, causes us to die to ourselves. Venerable Casimir quotes Thomas Akempis, the author of The Imitation of Christ. When we obey God, we become like a soldier who fights against himself with the sword of God's love to conquer his own will. It takes self-discipline, training, dying to self, and of course, <clears throat> the help of God's grace. Venerable Casimir says that a clear conscience is a great gift. It is a foretaste of heaven. Always doing our own will causes confusion. Casimir also counsels us the benefit of having a good spiritual director. God loves obedience. Let us seek to practice it. It will help us to grow in holiness. If you would like to receive a Venerable Servant of God, Kazmir Vyshinsky prayer card, visit shopmercy.org. Now let's pray for his beatification and intercession. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, joy of the saints, make us glad by raising to the honors of the altar your faithful servant, Kazmir, and grant us the zeal to imitate him on our way to holiness. Amen. O God, merciful Father, in the heart of your servant Casimir, 
you aroused such a great zeal for accomplishing corporal and spiritual deeds of mercy, deign to grant to us, through his intercession, the grace for which we implore you. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. It is recommended that this prayer, recited for a particular intention, be complemented by confession and Holy Communion. Please send news about any cure or other graces received from God through the intercession of Father Kazmir Vyshinsky, requests for biographies and prayers, as well as any other correspondence to the following address. Vice Postulator of the Marian Causes of Canonization Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception 2. Prospect Hill Road Stockbridge, Massachusetts, 01262 Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.